0: As iterated previously, there's always more to say, which is not a unique realization, nor a particularly brilliant one, but a constant that I have finally given up trying to ignore, and in doing so I've returned to the most familiar conduit, for contemplating minutiae, of filling filing grievances, attempting to make some sense of things while salvaging a few laughs, even if I am alone in laughing that I've known ever. I figure now is the link between then and eventually, i prefer to ride into the horizon, forget the bridge altogether, let alone the toll for safe passage, especially if I'm alone and laughing. Recording for Anodyne. Something lives only as long as the last person who remembers it. Be careful they don't see the statues in the house.
1: That's the word. I've been wondering myself about was what to call it because I didn't know whether to call it anodyne again. So I settled on Redux, which is, of course, just like speaks to the um, new version of it. And I decided I didn't want to make a whole book with a lot of writing and images of clip art. So I didn't want to call it the same thing, but it's certainly inspired by that. So I'm trying to tie the two ideas together. Um, But that felt like a, a hard decision, actually.
0: Well, that seems to be something you've really carried with you through up till now. Is like the the important conversation of a community of making stuff, and so like the participation in making things is is in part to facilitate people coming together around stuff.
1: Yeah. For lack of a better yeah. phrasing. <laughs> yeah. No. I think you're. De- I think you're right on. That is a With all the crazy connect-the-dots that have gotten me from making the zine to doing what I do now with, like, a big podcast network, that is a through line, for sure. Um, That that sense of togetherness and community and finding um, common common interests, common values, common missions with other people.
0: You are my old friend, a distant flashlight in the icy cold of space, wandering inspired ramblings picking their way through. Samples from anodyne Redux. Sometimes old rage. Truths that should have been told. It's a transcribed sound sample from a self-help cassette. Deep, letting go. Out of my vast sample library of sound and spoken word, when Julie sent me the Redux request in the mail, I was working on editing the transcribed text into poetry.
1: So yeah, so I picked one up, and then I ended up going to, she gave a presentation, and I ended up going to it and, you know, making the connection because she announced it at the end of her presentation. By the way, you might, you know, pick up a
2: copy of my zine, and yada yada, and that's that's how I found it.
1: I've, I have been advertising Anodyne by, mostly through Twitter, right, and it got, it. I've had no... Um, No lack of entries, but I did go to one sort of unconference in New York a couple months ago and just put a pile of them out to see if anyone would take them and do anything with it. And I only got one back so far, but it's so good. It's like one of my favorite signs ever. And the excitement of knowing like this stranger, I don't know who it is, picked it up off the table it just said for you. It was like the sign, and it just said for you! Exclamation point. Just to see if anyone would bite, which is a little bit how it used to be, where I would like leave piles of these signs and invitations for people to take. And so she might be the only person that plays along, but it was such a great sign to get back, and it, you know, it was it was excellent. Just arrived yesterday, in fact. So stop and listen is actually
2: a little project that I did a while ago where I would draw footprints on the pavement where I found a particular beautiful spot for listening that I, you know, that I'd be walking down the street and I'd be arrested (laughs) physically, sonically, by a space and I would carry chalk with me and I would draw footprints on the ground and then I would write, stop and listen. And that would be a little... indicated to someone that was walking down that same pathway to do the same, and they might have an experience similar to the one that I did.
0: Like starting it now, it's obviously in reflection of the last 20 years. So like, how, how is it different thinking about it now? And how also is it different when you're, you're bringing in something like Tumblr? and like the sort of digital interface and recognizing a desire to have it there while not losing the physical.
1: Yeah, I know I really struggled with does it need any digital presence? And then I thought, well, that that will help me because I'm not trading zines. I'm not listed in other zines so people can find out about mine. Like how am I going to keep, besides my initial Facebook post and tweet that's now pinned to my Twitter, whatever feed, um, you know, how else can I get the word out? So I don't mind having them all in one place digitally, but the prize is that everyone who contributes will actually get a paper version.
3: I wonder if there's a little bit of this that works because it's non digital, and it's um, because otherwise it's like it's Twitter, right? It's just a list of things people write, you know. You may as well just have a 140 character limit on a on a long Tumblr scroll. So I think being putting a little brick in like this is like it's a tapestry idea, you know, and it's uh, those blankets or whatever. So um, I think being part of a digital unit is, in many ways, it's not worth a curse. It's just. Like, if she asked me to write this digitally, it wouldn't have meant the same. I wouldn't have thought about it the same way. And while I do, you know, I had to send an email to a friend who's putting a book together for a friend's 40th birthday, and I thought about it, and I wrote the email, and she's gonna print that in the book, and that's nice, and I thought about it. But I thought about this, and it, this was a different thing, you know? Like, you commit something to pen and paper, and you send it off in the post, it's a little bit less immediate, and it's more purposeful, and I think you, I don't know, I. I think th- I love these collections of... I mean, it's still just a collection of individuals' thoughts. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily more than the sum of its parts. They're all... Not that they're tied together, but maybe it is when you see the thread that's going through people. But um, I don't know. It's hard to tell. But I certainly think the analogue idea of it brings a, a different approach out of people. And, uh, and maybe that helps the thing have more resonance
1: incorporating all of them back and anyone who reads the Tumblr will never have will never hold those in their hands so I still feel like I'm um, rewarding the people who participate and care enough to you know I haven't decided if I'll make extra copies for people who aren't contributing Um, but I kind of like the idea of the Tumblr just being the signs too and I've also decided I don't think I'm necessarily going to fill up the rest of a zine with other ramblings I don't actually have the time to do that So I'm going to try to do more of a broadsheet that has like all of more of a poster size thing that has all the signs that get um, contributed back with a little bit of text to kind of explain what it is. Um, But this one's way more about what people send me. It's not as much about like what, you know, my internal musings, angst ridden, you know, rants and things.
0: Yeah. So you're a little more of a curator. Yeah. Of other people's musings.
1: Yeah. Which I guess is very consistent with what I've been doing for the last 15 years.
0: Yeah. Well, and it, it's interesting because when you do, there there was something about when you write it down on paper that forces you to, you th- at least in my mind, you think about the words you're writing down more as if it's more permanent than yeah. what you put digitally. Yeah. Whereas digitally, it's like, oh, I'll go back and edit my yeah. grammar errors if I want to. Or,
1: yeah. Or I'll just update. That. You know, you can't, this is a mm-hmm. one, a one, like what's the one status update for, you know, for this project? You can't, you can't uh, update your update. Right. <laughs>
0: Are you, so are you thinking you'll keep sending requests to all the same people or is the idea to try and keep going to people who haven't responded as you build it?
1: Yeah, it's totally, it, it would, I wouldn't repeat anyone. So it's just like, okay. I think I'm I'm going to wait and see what the layout, what kind of layout I start working with when I get more back. But I think I'll go for um, something symmetrical, like 30 or 40 of them per per issue and, but always have different ones. And then hopefully, you know, once the first one's out and people see it, there's more interest in participating. And I'm just – it's just like it can just like live on its own. It's out there now. I have mostly sent to people who have s- seen my invitation and responded, but there are a handful of people I've just decided I'd love to reignite a correspondence with. So I've sent them signs sort of un, un- well, it, sh- it will be surprises in their mail, you know. Um, but they know I did the old one, so it won't be – completely out of context and what's interesting is when I posted the Facebook thing kind of impulsively I didn't give it a whole lot of forethought I mean I had a a vague plan in my head but the people from that time in my life who responded you know was really and some people had pictures of old issues my sister put up a picture of a t-shirt you know it was like so cheap that for Hanukkah every year I'd be like here's my zine or here's a t-shirt with here like t-shirts I thrifted and then went to my friend's um screen printing studio and made t-shirts for all my like cousins, you know, who were like, what is this? But, you know, some people still have that stuff. People keep stuff, so it's kind of great.
4: We sort of collectively decide what has value, what should be kept, you know, that sort of thing. I'm sure there are many, many zines out there that we don't know about that will become known to us at some point, but it's because somebody decided that they were important. And one of the cool things about Azine is that the gatekeeper is us. You know, it's not some person from on high, you know, hundreds of years (laughs) into the future making a decision that they were significant because of X, Y, or Z specifically. You know, we collectively are the judge of, of what's of value. So I think I think that's you know, and they all represent different little micro communities, and sometimes these zines have lasted longer than the the, uh, the things they were attached to, you know so for example, several bands had zines that were a huge part of of what they were doing. sometimes the bands aren't together anymore, but the zines still are
3: the more stoic, emotionally repressed place, you know going back fifty years, maybe not even that far, maybe forty years, and um a lot of people you know burying emotions and all that kind of stuff and while in one way of course that can be really even more traumatic and really bad but there's some kind of stoicism in just kind of um parking stuff going on with it and you know if it rears its head again then so be it but like there's things you you know i mean you can fix the set of shells that falls down but like you can't necessarily fix all these things and i think I think the idea that you would get over things and, and people saying, get over it. I mean, I know they flippantly say that usually about something, you know, spilled milk, but um, I kind of thought learning to park, learn to parallel park your your these issues maybe a bit more benefit than, than the idea of getting over things.
1: You know, I mean, I, it's hard to say like what impact Anodyne had in that zine world, but because I kept it up for quite a while, I mean, 13 or 14 issues is a lot for that time because a lot of people started zines and moved on just like podcasts just like (laughs) blogs right Um, so you know I think like it did it kind of was like out there because it's very active so for a little while it was one of the ones you'd hear about it was you know I think it was listed in lists of zines you know It was in a few. It was highlighted in a few um, higher-profile places for zines, which doesn't mean much. I mean, they did work. They were co-opted. They became very mainstream after a while. But in in when they were truly more underground, you know, it was like a small pond. um, It was like a medium-sized fish in a small pond. So people remembered it pretty well, and associated, still associate me with like doing all of that. So um, it was fun just to kind of. I mean, I think a lot of the pullback is a real, not like a midlife. It's not a crisis, it's like a midlife revisiting of my earlier self a little bit, which makes me feel yeah. very old to say, but I've noticed it in a few ways this is happening and, and that is like reconnecting with people from that time. Uh, how
2: long did it take you to write yours? So once I'd settled on that trope, stop and listen, seconds. <laughs> I've written it a hundred times. Um, but, but yeah, there was, a, there was a large amount of deliberation as to whether I wanted to continue to be that person. And turns out, I did.
0: <laughs> I suspect a partnership between nearsighted and farsighted has obscured vision so severely, though I'm not sure it has everything to do with my eyes. Somehow from this faraway planet seems more valid than world, as distance stretches out, and snaps back into place such a nice twang
1: uh, yeah i don't I, I don't feel the need to say the kinds of things i said back then and it's kind of a time thing i think i'm less interested in my own ideas in that way I'm actually just more interested in other people's ideas. I certainly have ideas and I believe in them, et cetera, but I find other ways to express them. And, um, you know, I guess I have all these other outlets. That's the other thing. I I, I use, as most people, well, some. I won't say most people, I feel very strategic about the way I use social media, so that becomes an editorial outlet, not just an update about my life. You know, or if it's an update about my life, it is disguised, It's editorial disguised as an update about my life. And I think a lot about the kind of public, I mean, I I would say as most people do, but I think a lot of people don't think about what they're putting out. Um, So I feel like I've got a kind of curated, careful um, approach to to that and maybe that's enough and that doing the, the, the side project would, yeah, would just become a burden more than anything. But maybe, who knows, I say that, now maybe one side will be the signs and the other side will just be like, you know, nine point font of like, crazy rantings from midnight, you know, writing sessions, I don't know.
5: We'll see. Everything that you post says something about you. But some things say more about you than others. And I think that if, I, I think I was playing it very, very safe. I'm not, I, I am what might be called a stalker on on social media. I don't post very much, but I love looking at what other people are doing. <laughs> and, um, and I'm very careful about what I post. I really wanted, today I read a, you know, I read a quote by Walter Mosley, or I read, a, I read an interview with the author Walter Mosley, in um, you know in the spring issue of the Paris Review and um, and I immediately thought you know I want to I want to post this on this on Facebook I think this is a great this people should know this about like um, you know he's being irreverent about the choices we make as a creative person and and realizing that you know the I don't know the fragility of those choices I guess and I was like, oh, I want to post this thing, and then I kind of thought, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't. And then it starts, then it goes to this whole questioning, and then it, but then, then the whole thing that you're posting then becomes far too analyzed, out of in in this way of like, what does it reflect on me rather than just its inherent beauty. So I try, I, I that's why I try not to post too much because I don't want it to be too um, character driven. And now, you know, I so in essence the 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 quick answer is no i did not think about what this was going to say about me or when if i did i knew i was playing it so safe that i didn't ha- i knew that i wasn't taking a risk and um and i like that because such so much can be misinterpreted online and through text and through um you know through through printed matter and so i'd rather just Play it safe.
0: All right, so we got a few minutes left. Um, so with with deciding to do this again, and I know we've talked about this some, so I'll, I know this is kind of retreading. But you know, I think you know, speaking too about how you said like someone leaving this stuff out, and someone did respond. I mean, I think very much as a as a reception feels like a gift, and that like the the looking over the the old ones you did like I can imagine that like getting one of them was like a gift from wherever. Um,
1: Always, totally, exactly.
0: Yeah, and I think I mean it's it's sort of you know much the same like in the last couple of years people have returned to to appreciating vinyl because it feels like a physical thing, you know I, I it is that partly feeding as well as your own creative need to do it, like why you want to still make a physical thing when, you know, it's still a lot of work even to put them up online. Does it make sense what I yeah, just asked? Did yeah, I, <laughs>
1: about, I felt like a, kind of like two questions in one, but I, I will say that like everyone that I receive now is totally exciting. You know, there's always that sort of sense before you open the envelope of what's inside um, and yeah. then there's actually, I don't remember how I handled this back then if i um, if I actually curated entries or just put everything in. I think I was pretty open to whatever came back. I'm actually a little bit more picky now. And there are a okay. few that have come back that I don't want to include. I just don't think they're very thoughtful. I think people just like dash something off and sent it back. Um, now, if they happen to dash something that I find appealing, it might still get into the <laughs> magazine, but I, I there's a sort of a line that, if people, there, I guess the easiest way to say is like there've been a few entries in this, in the new batch that I'm, I'm not that excited about. Um, and then I feel like that is where my own aesthetic taste is going to guide the actual outcome, which feels as much a, um as much my offering as all of the people who've contributed. So I am, right. maybe it's just, you know, 15 years of being a curator <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> I just can't let go of that uh, quality control a bit um, Well, and you get
0: this, I imagine, I mean, at least I know it sort of in my brain, like the part of your sort of artistic moment then becomes assembling them together in a certain pattern, which is very different than the metadata of an upload.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I I should say, like, even though I said that earlier about feeling a little weird about most of the signs coming in pre-election, there's also an upside to that, which is I actually wouldn't want the issue to be burdened by one common response to you know a new reality and all while it could be a document of a time which would also be very important and i i regret missing that opportunity a little bit um anodyne has never been a political thing um maybe in the broadest cultural political sense you could say it was because it was diy and you know made managed to make it for free and um sort of stayed out of the major publishing industry but for the most part it it is meant to just be something a little bit less um, circumscribed by a particular tone so at the end of the day it's probably fine that we'll have signs from before the election and after the election
4: it's same for any kind of you know thing that you make you know, I make the zine, I, there, you know, you might say, at uh, any zine, you look at it, and somebody who knows nothing about zines and is completely outside of it might be like, why would anybody waste their time? These photographs, that are all, like, photocopied, like, it looks terrible, and there's a typo here, and haven't they proofread it, and oh, my God, who cares about this obscure band that nobody heard of? You know, that person is not going to get it, and it can't be explained to, but for the people who it is intended, like, if it finds audience, it's, you know, it's done its job. It's served its purpose. And the zine or the the zine, all the Zine does or the podcast or whatever the, th- the thing you're making does is all it does is it's a it's a vehicle
5: for delivering that idea if there's an opportunity to connect to be part of something, to say that say someone I meet f- that contributed to this scene I, I don't know them in any other way except for that we both contributed, then we've we're connected we're connected in that way, and I don't think there's anything more important in life than feeling connected
1: ah, you know it's 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 had to sort of uh recede for me in terms of the n- the new issue has ta- it's taking longer than i thought it would just because i cannot find the time and energy to work on it when i want to and um i think um, part of it's just being a parent now uh, um a like having a child being a parent as as opposed to um, the other form of a parent is one word. Um, and, you know, that extra energy that I have really goes into raising my kid with my husband. So, yeah, I guess I, there's a little bit of guilt that's come in. I don't think people are, like, waiting for it. Um, they've probably forgotten if they even have sentence signs. But I'm keeping track of how long it's taking. And so I've set aside some time in my mind over the holidays to, to actually mock up the first issue and figure out what I'm going to do on the other side of it and you know how much writing there will or will not be and so I'm looking forward to that I mean it, that feels like a really compelling project ahead that I know I think I'll find some time for in the downtime of the holidays but yeah it's much harder to fit around my current lifestyle both personally and professionally I mean if I think of the uh, hours that most of those anodynes were made during both written and assembled it was like between midnight and 3 a.m. And I, you know, I just, I don't have that. I can't, I can't burn the candle like that anymore. I'm getting a lot out of this. I hope that when I send the signs back to people, they get something out of it. I hope that participating, they get something out of I hope they like getting a piece of mail that isn't a bill,
5: <laughs> you know, is, is a small little enhancement to a day kind of thing. I just no except I'll just say I don't know what if I don't know how you're gonna put this all together but um, I will just say that you know Julie I've I've said this to you many times before um, when I've seen you in, in the you know in a conference with hundreds of people around but you really have this extraordinary ability to make someone feel very special and make someone feel like their contrib- contribution is special. And you do that in so many different ways, whether it be um, bringing people together in a conference, or inviting people into a radio project, or creating a zine. And it's a, it's such a wonderful gift. And it and um, you know your warmth is something that I, I really value in my life, even even if I may see it every couple of years. <laughs> I'm Allison McCabe. I'm an independent
4: reporter for NPR's Arts and Culture Desk. I'm also the creator slash producer slash host of Vanishing Inc.
0: My name is Angeline Bergasson. I'm a writer and filmmaker.
3: I'm Simon Roach. I'm a graphic designer. Uh, I have a side project called The Radio Post.
2: My name is Whitney Henry Lester. I'm a podcast editor and producer.
5: Hi, my name is Tanya Katenjian. I'm a journalist. I'm Miyuki Okiranto, and I
2: make radio documentaries. And occasionally head off on strange sonic excursions.
3: I contributed.
5: And I contributed. I contributed. I contributed. I contributed to anodyne redux. Is that how you say it?
3: I contributed
2: to anodyne redux.
1: All right. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. You too. Bye.
0: Bye. It's so important to support the people who insist on living their lives by their own terms, creating their own work by their own rules. Check out independent record and bookstores and comic book stores. Find things you like and let their creators know. Share them with the people you love, or at least the people who would appreciate them, even if they don't know it yet. All of this, meant as vaguely as it sounds, depends on communication and support. Enjoy the centerfold. Enjoy the tape. Enjoy the fact that you have great taste in music. So, if you'd like to play the kids with Sign Game, or already have and would like to play again, or know someone who you think might like to play, or need some advice, or want to Conte Francis tape, or just feel like ranting about the general chaos that seems imminent, or perhaps you'd like to rave about it. Please send your comments, along with a brief statement, to I. Atomic Shakewell Publications. Silence to say goodbye. To all who contributed to Anodyne in this production. It could not have been done without you. Additional music and sound elements were provided by John Barner and Leon van Bockhorst. This has been The White Whale. Samples from Anodyne.